The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh boy, yes we are. Welcome to our radio audience. Welcome to our Facebook Live audience. Uh, I'm really thinking that this show is going to be a huge sigh of relief and help for a lot of moms and dads out there today, and maybe some kids, actually, because we're talking about a huge issue. It's like somebody has invaded our family nation and is um, stowing our kids down under, uh, up or down. I'm, some, somebody's telling me. You can't hear it? Okay. We're, we're trying to adjust the volume for our Facebook Live audience. Uh, just a smidge. Okay. There we go. I just turned it up, so hopefully they can hear it. Okay. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Time out for technical details. Uh, at any rate, this is the deal. It's like someone's invaded our family nation, and this is what it is. There, I, I can't tell you how many parents I talk to who say that they no longer have communication with, control over, uh, affection from, interaction with their children because of the technological and digital world. And we've discovered a lot of stuff about it in, in the ways in which it's affecting our kids and their hearts and their minds and the way in which they behave and the way in which they treat relationship. And, and in some ways, now I'm not going to be a crazy person and scare you and say, let's throw all the cell phones in the toilet. I'm, I just want to give you some good tips and some help today from an expert who's studied this stuff, uh, and, and has some really, um, simple, uh, and, and, yeah, I would say simple things to help you with uh, in regard to, to rules and boundaries and so on with your kids. I have a couple statistics for you just to, to shock you into listening. Uh, I think about nine hours a day, nine hours a day, they now say children are spending on some kind of technology, whether it's their phones or their tablets. Now, the guests may correct me, but that that's what I understand it to be. Uh, adults are, are just over four hours uh, just with their phones alone. So Brian, I know I didn't even tell him, ask him how to pronounce his name, but Brian's going to be coming up with us in just a second, and I, I'm going to let him go, but I'm going to let him talk about this. But I just want to give you a couple of tidbits to, to, to invite you in. My son, who's now 19 and at college, would come to me on occasion and say, you know, another girl sent me a nude pic of this or that. And, 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 and I'm not stupid and I don't want you to think I'm naive, but, but my son really wasn't requesting these. Girls would just send him because he's, you know, he was a, the quarterback in high school and girls would just send him stuff. Um, and he would always report them to me. So I, I don't think he was requesting them because he knows I could read the text that preceded them and things like that. Um, and, and so that's one thing. And I think oh, there must be millions of other moms out there that are dealing with the same stuff as I am. So that's number one. Number two, my high school, my husband rather was in a high school shooting, uh, at Platte Canyon High School. And I think it was 2006. And, um, he did a lot of research on what video game violence has done to our country and to some of these teenagers that have walked into schools and done the shooting. And so this is very personal for me. I, in some ways, I feel like I've been a victim of technology. Now, I don't like the victim word, so we're going to push that away. But I just want you to know where I'm coming from on this. And I got to believe a lot of other parents are out there saying, oh, my gosh, I can't even get my child to look at me. There's always something between me and him or her, and it's called a phone. 
So I want to help you with that today, and that's why we brought on this particular uh, author. But first, I'm going to make him laugh a little with a song that I pulled off uh, the Internet, and it's out there. It's been on radio. It's been out for a number of years. It's by the Chainsmokers. It's a little racy, so don't be offended, but it's all about kids, selfie nation, and, and how much our you know children are dependent on technology. Here you go. Here it is. Let me take a selfie. Actually, it's called Selfie by the Chainsmokers. And actually, (laughs) the video might be mildly offensive to a lot of people, but it totally captures what has happened in the last decade to kids and the way in which they communicate and how they talk and what they're dependent on and everything else. What did you think of the song? Brian Hausman, who is the author of Tech Savvy Parenting, and that's why we're having him on. And is it Hausman, Brian? Is Jenna. You nailed it. Okay. Awesome. What did you think of the song? Is it true? It's great, actually. I have that album. <laughs> Do you really? So, Good for you. You're yeah, so you're so hip and down to earth. Yeah, everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so well, you, know, you mentioned. Go ahead. That our, our kids are now spending nine hours a day plugged into media, but there was a new uh, survey that just came out a few months ago, specifically about social media, and it's that the average middle and high schooler is now spending two hours a day of that nine, so two hours a day just on social media. So if you carry that out, and I love doing this with teenagers when I go to schools, yeah. so if you carry that out over the course of a year, the two hours times 365, it comes out to exactly to the hour, 30 days of their life. That's yeah. so basically that one-twelfth, one whole month, so one-twelfth of your child's existence on earth it's just to look at social media i know and 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 i read a bunch of statistics in in preparing for you um and and i don't want to overwhelm people with statistics but they need to know how serious this is i mean do you want to influence your kids hearts and minds or do you want the screens to have total ownership of your children and in some ways if you allow them to be on as much as they want because there's an addiction factor there again because my husband's done research on it as a high school principal he's seen that there's an addiction factor and and the other statistic that i've heard is that it's interrupting their sleep. They, they on average they need about nine mm-hmm. hours, and they're they're getting less than seven hours. Teenagers are now yes. because they're spending yes. an extra hour texting at night or, or Snapchatting or whatever. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the American Pediatric Society now says that a, a, a child, a teenager, needs nine hours of sleep for good emotional and mental health. But a teenager who texts, which is kind of an oxymoron. So a texting teenager yeah. is getting about six and three quarter, in large part because as parents, we're letting them take these devices to their bedrooms, and it's become their new you know, bed partner. And so they end up staying up late at night, so they're staring at this bright white light. It triggers serotonin in the brain, so the brain tells the body it's daytime, it's time to stay awake. So now they literally, like mentally, cannot, physically cannot fall asleep as long as they're staring at that phone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And and look, we're going to tell people about the problem, but I want folks to know that, especially in the second half, Brian's going to tick off some solutions and some tips and some boundaries for you because he's studied it and he knows what works and he's applied it with his own teenagers. And 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 I want something that works. Let me true confessions here. I'm completely worried about how much my kids are on their phones, but I will tell you, we tried to limit a couple of things, and this is what we did. Neither of my kids were allowed to have Facebook. So they just didn't have to deal with any of that, the, the bullying and everything else. But it doesn't really matter that much now anymore because they want to, they, all they use is Instagram and Snapchat anyway. But, but neither one of them had Facebook accounts. Secondly, both of my kids were not allowed to have phones until they were 15. So they were weirdos in their friend group. They, they got their Ooh. phones last. But you know what? My daughter just turned 15 and there she is because we're not cracking down as much as we should be in her bedroom and she's not getting enough sleep anymore. And I don't know why we're allowing it. I mean, what is it about parents that we feel out of control, but, but we ourselves are participating in it because we're on our phones too. And then we're letting our mm-hmm. kids do it. I mean, what's going on there? We do, and I think in many regards, we have become just as addicted to these devices as our kids have. And I think just as you just very transparently, you know, uh, confessed there that I think often we as parents, we we begin to become lax in our own guardianship over our kids. And I think sometimes we even convince ourselves that we've had conversations with them. Like, you know, like we meant to have a sex conversation when they were younger, but just life got busy and we never got around to it, but we think we actually had the conversation. (laughs) In the same way, uh, there was a survey that came out last year and they interviewed uh, 500 teenagers that own smartphones and they interviewed their parents as well. They asked the parents, have you set up any kind of safety software or restrictive software on your your teenager's smartphone Mm -hmm. so that they won't be be bullied or that it'll shut off, you know, the internet at a certain time of day? And over 80% of parents said, yes, they have. Then they asked the teenagers, is there any kind of restrictive software on your phone? And 11% of teenagers said yes. So either that means the majority of teenagers are oblivious to what's on their phone, or we as parents just tend to overestimate just how involved we are. Yeah. So what about the parent or the kid right now that's saying, so what? Who cares if I'm on some technology nine hours a day? It's part of our modern world. It's what I grew up with. It's, it's where I get my information. It's how I communicate with my friends. What's the big deal? Can, can you tell people, parents and kids who are listening today? Cause I know we have some kids who listen as well. And by the way, my daughter was going to call in and ask you a question, but she had a math test. So she, uh. <laughs> so she couldn't call in and ask her question. And, and her question, by the way, I will get to, but how the, so what? Like, like, what, why should a parent or a child be worried that they're on these things and on technology nine hours a day and on their phones five or six hours a day and it's interrupting their sleep and so on? Why should they even be concerned? Well, we should be concerned on many levels. One, I don't want us to, and, and I, I know we're, you and I are on the same page on this, Jenny, that we're not demonizing technology. Yeah. You know, that we're not saying technology is bad, but technology is innate. It can't be good or bad. It's how we use it that can become unhealthy at times. And so I just want to make sure parents that are listening don't think that we're saying you should get rid of your telephones or, you know, your televisions or that kind of stuff. Well, That's and I'd, I'd be a hypocrite because right now yeah. I'm, I, my phone's over there and we're using it for Facebook Live and we have a website yeah. and we have social media. So I'd be a hypocrite if I thought it was a demon. So, you, it's how we use so it. In, yeah. So instead, just as in all things in life, there has to be moderation. You know, there's a time and place for everything. And so what we're seeing happening is, and teenagers are admitting this themselves, is that technology, over the use of technology, 
It's affecting them mentally. It's affecting them socially. It's affecting them academically. That we're seeing there was a new study that came out just a couple of months ago about uh, academic achievement and social media. And it's showing the more time that a teenager spends daily on social media, that it's adversely affecting their GPA. Because, and it's not just because it's distracting them from school, it's so much involved in it. Because the more you're on social media, that you, it causes depression. Yes. You know, that, uh, like, for instance, your daughter, you know, like saying, you know, maybe she's going to ask uh, how, you know, what does it really matter how long you're on social media? You know, what's, there was a study about Instagram. They interviewed thousands of teenage girls because Instagram is the most popular social media app that girls are using now. Right. And 89% of girls, that's like saying all the girls, 89% of female users said that they feel stressed or depressed yeah. after getting on their Instagram. Yeah. Because what happens is they end up, you know, comparing their own body image to everybody else on there. And they forget that that 15-year-old friend at school that looks so, you know, like amazing in her selfie, well, that's the 87th time she took the same photo. Well, and she put she a filter on. Yeah. Yeah. Photoshop it. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. So, but then, like, you know, you say someone like your daughter she sees it and then she starts thinking, well, how come I'm not that skinny? How come I'm not that blonde? How come I'm not that buxom? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it starts causing depression and, and then they start pulling away from real world relationships. And so you see how all of this becomes a, like a perfect storm, you know, in their life at times. I know. And then, then there's a screen confidence because they've got this protection. So then, I mean, the, the horrible things they say to each other through text and Snapchat and things like that, then, then that uh, is, a, is a snowball as well. And, and they get depressed in, in there, too. We only have about a minute and a half left in this segment. So I don't want to ask you another question to have you go on. I'm just going to tell people what Brian Hausman, who is uh, the, the founder of, of 360 Family. That's right, Brian, right? For three, yes. 360 yes. Family. And also the author of Tech savvy parenting he's gonna have some specific tips and boundaries that could be life-changing for your family you could get your teenager back he's gonna help me with this as well so that's gonna be coming up in just a minute I'm gonna tell him the question that my daughter asked and and get a little personal as well if you want to hear my personal stuff you can do that before we go to break I just want to tell you something I've been excited for about five years to tell people about Creole Brew. It's 100% ground. Uh, I don't know how they say cacao. I think it's cacao. I'm, I've, I've, I've been drinking it for years, but don't know how you pronounce that. Cocoa beans. Um, and it's an alternative to coffee. As you can imagine, you've heard me on the radio for many years. I'm a fast talker. I'm super high energy. I don't do well with caffeine. So I want an alternative, something that's better for me. This is super antioxidant rich. It gives you natural energy with theobromine. It's fabulous stuff. It, it smells incredibly like chocolate. They've all kinds of flavors pumpkin spice for the fall is coming up so um you can try creole brew they're uh, online at creole brew c-r-i-o brew.com and they're fabulous and i've got my little cup here today um so and they've got peppermint for christmas and all kinds of wonderful things so if you're trying to kind of reduce your coffee or you'd like something to mix with your coffee or you just don't want coffee period and you want a chocolatey alternative this stuff is fantastic i've been using it for years and and i think it you know it, it helps me be a little bit healthier and so on so There we go. Creole Brew. Love it. Okay, coming back, we're going to talk about some specific tips and boundaries for you to to help you and your family be more sane and more connected and in a better mood by reducing technology when we return with Channel Mom. My house. 
household. I don't have a degree, but the organization I run is more complex than most companies. Party planner, chef, teacher, nurse, these are just some of the roles I fill every single day. It's time for me to get paid to do what I love to do. I'm going to study at Colorado Christian University and apply what I've learned running my household into a degree that will give me a career. Check out CCU's website at adulted.ccu.edu or call 303-963-3300 and get started down the same amazing path I'm taking today. Here at Channel Mom, we want to love, coach, and encourage any mom who could use a little support. Hi, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you're a mother, I know you work so hard for your family, but sometimes you need somebody to work for you, and that's why Channel Mom gives back to moms, not just through our live radio show and our podcast, but also through Channel Mom Outreach in prisons, homeless shelters, and home meetings made for moms. We want to hear your story and feature you on the radio and beyond, so reach out to us on social media at Channel Mom or email us at channelmom at gmail if you've got something to say, Mom, and watch us every week on Facebook Live. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. I hope you tuned in for a reason today. I know there are a lot of frustrated parents out there who just want help with their kids' use of their smartphones, of their you know technology in general, of their social media, because it causes so much pain, and yet we let them continue on nine hours a day. And we could really rescue our kids and our family if we had a different approach to this. And that is why we invited Brian Hausman to be on the show, who uh, is the founder of 360 Family and just wrote a book called Tech Savvy Parenting. That's why we had him here. I just want to tell you a couple things before we talk to Brian about his specific tips. First of all, you heard Colorado Christian University in the break. They're amazing for mothers. They really are mom-focused. They, they try to structure their online, their adult and graduate programs for the mom. They will even give you credit for life experience. So if you've been cooking and, and serving people at schools and everything else, they'll give you credit for that. Three credits. I was talking to them about it the other day. So you should really check them out. If you want to go back to school and finish your degree or if you want a continuing education, check them out. 303-963-3027. 963-3207. They're also online. Of course, at adulted.ccu.edu. So uh, they're a huge, wonderful sponsor. And then one more sponsor to cover. These guys are amazing as well, and 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 there for folks who want to continue their GED. Here is how you finish your D- GED and achieve your goals. The Life Center can help. The GED classes cover all four GED subject units, and small class sizes will help you focus and succeed. Instruction is available in both English and Spanish here in the Denver area. So find out more about these classes, other services, and volunteer opportunities. The website is lifecenterlittleton.org. We're so grateful for their sponsorship as well. These people all care about moms. That's why they sponsor us. So so take note of, of those names and those places and, and see if you would like to, to tap into those folks. Okay, we're back with Brian Hausman, who is the author of Tech Savvy Parenting. Speaks around the country, has kids himself, knows all about this. So, so I have so many things that I want you to cover in terms of boundaries and tips, Brian. Welcome back to the show, by the way. Hey, I'm so glad to still be with you. Yes, me too. Okay, so we don't want to demonize this. We don't want to do the TV news thing, which says, which I used to do, and say you should be scared of everything all the time. We're not trying to scare people, you know, through this. Rather, we want to say get get control again of your child. Here's what I've noticed: a couple of things. My daughter has a different mood when she's been on it too long. 
She sleeps less, so she's not she's getting you know colds more often or whatever else. Um, she's got a little bit of a tood, a little bit of an attitude when when she's been you know snapping and boys think she looks good on this picture or that. But she's kind of like gets full of herself and and she's not here to defend herself. But but I've noticed a difference, and I know a lot of parents do that the mood level changes and so on. We need to get them away sometimes. Um, also, it influences their perception of the world and what's important. I cannot believe how many selfies my daughter and her friends take a day. I mean, I mean, and the Bible warns about this, that, that we'll become consumed with ourselves and entertaining ourselves. And it's like, wow, really? You're, you're not worried about the people in Puerto Rico or, or helping the little old lady down the street? It's just all about taking more pictures of yourself? So I worry about those things. And then finally, my husband was in a school shooting at Platte Canyon High School. He was Back then, he was the assistant principal. And, and he did a lot of research and found that, that violent video games are having a huge impact on our kids as well. And it's caused them to commit some of these violent acts across the country when it's been a teen in some of these cases. They've connected it to them playing too much violent or any violent video games. So so this is not innocuous stuff. It can be used for evil and bad things and bad moods and, and disrupting family life and bringing in sexting and cyberbullying and, and cyber porn and all. It's a dangerous territory. And I just want parents to get a hold of that and I want you to give them some good happy little suggestions about how they can reduce this stuff in their kids' lives. I know that was a super long intro, but but do you have some specific tips you can give them? Absolutely. Well, for one, in the my Tech Savvy Parenting book, there's a whole chapter on just understanding the effects of video game violence mm-hmm. and understanding the video game ratings. So, like, why is a game rated M? And so, as a matter of fact, there's a free app that you can download for as a parent called ESRB, ESRB, and just go to your app store on your phone. You can download it, and what you do is you scan the back of the video game, and it'll tell you exactly why that game is rated what it is. So next time your 12-year-old says, hey, Mom, will you buy me Call of Duty 5? I mean, will you buy me Grand Theft Auto 5? You know, that you could could kind of look at it yourself to know what's the content of this this game going to be. So, uh, but for all of those areas, whether it's video games, social media, you know, uh, uh, sexting, texting, whatever it is, uh, here's some good general things that you can do. Okay, awesome, and awesome. As we talked about, as we talked about in the first segment, that there's a time and place for everything, and so create some time boundaries and some location boundaries when it comes to technology. So, for instance, for us, one of the things is all meals are technology free. Okay. For our family, so when we, we sit at the dinner table, no one's allowed to bring their cell phones. Not because they're bad. We all have them. But yeah. Because we just want the possibility in that 14 minutes of actually having a conversation with each other. So just last night, my 19-year-old and 17-year-old were both home at the same time, and so we had dinner together, and no one had a cell phone out. So we could just sit and talk and debrief the day, and how's college going, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other one is, let's just jump back, jump back for parents that may be listening that had younger kids in single digits. You know, when our kids were younger, we limited their screens to 30 minutes a day. So my son and daughter were, you know, like nine and eight, and they wanted to have a Nintendo Wii. Remember those days? Yes. Uh, so they had a Wii. So we would set an egg timer for a cooking timer for 30 minutes. And when it goes ding, ding, then you're done for the day. And what it did is it taught my children that not just about limitations of video games, but it began to teach them time management in their own life. You know, how to, you know, how to be able to get things finished because... I can remember my, my, uh, when they got older and they had a family laptop that they could use for school. I remember one night my son, we had the Internet boundary set up on our computer so that at 10 o'clock the computer would just shut off, just completely shut down. Yeah, amen. And we would <laughs> remind them 
hey, be sure you're done with it, what you need to do by 10 o'clock or tell me so I can extend the time. So all of a sudden, one night, my son goes, oh, my gosh, what happened? And he was working on a research paper, and the computer shut off. And I said, did you save it? He goes, no. I said, well, maybe tomorrow night you'll remember to hit save before 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't being mean. I was just reminding him about the boundaries. And you know what? Guess what? Every two minutes he saves his papers now, you know, because <laughs> he, yeah, he, he learned to do that. So, um, you know, also a location boundary. So when our kids were younger, um, they had to put all the screens on the kitchen counter at night. Yeah, I like so that one. That, yeah, so that so some parents, one of our board members for our organization, uh, he has a basket on his bedside table, and he's got four teenagers, and they all put them beside the bed in the bedside ba- on the bedside basket, um, or it could be your front door, you know, just someplace so that at night those things aren't a distraction from them being able to focus on schoolwork and sleeping. And another one, I think this is huge, is to talk to your children about giving themselves permission to unplug. My daughter just last week. Her cell phone broke, and so we had to order a new one from Cricket, and it took, you know, four, it was over the weekend, so it took four days to get here, and so she lost her Snapchat chat streak. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. With her friends, and oh, it's like the world is coming. I know. I know. You and I have and kids then, about the same ages, so. Yeah. So then on Monday, she set up her phone, and here comes like 300 messages, you know, from people. And I said, what did you do? She said, I looked at it, and I just turned it off. And I said, really? She said, it was just too overwhelming. And I thought either I can sit here for the next three hours trying to respond to all this, or I can just turn it off. And I said, so what was that like the last four days? And she said, the first day, it was really hard. I just thought I was disconnected from everyone. She said, but you know, by day, by Sunday, I was actually enjoying it and not having my a phone beep in my pocket or vibrate every 15 seconds. I know. And so... I feel yeah. like Brian. I feel like it's it's going to prevent this next generation from from curing cancer and and from doing a good job at face to face workplaces. And I feel like it's interrupting our lives. I get stressed about how much time a day now is wasted by me answering a text or doing something on social media. Yeah. And I think, oh my gosh, I could be rescuing a neighbor right now instead of instead of telling somebody how I'm doing on social media and what coffee I'm drinking yeah. or whatever. You know, it's craziness. Yep. And and I want people to know that all these tips. This is to rescue your family and kids and we got to go because we only have a minute left so can you just tell folks very briefly brian how to find you and your website absolutely you can find me on site uh, online on our main uh ministry site at 360family.org that's 360family.org or our secondary site at techsavvyparenting.com also uh, i live in memphis but i'm going to be in your area in just a few weeks i'm going to be guest speaking uh, out in Longmont at uh, LifeBridge, uh, LifeBridge Christian Church. Okay, well, look that on up. On the 7th, the 7th and 8th. Okay. You're awesome. These are great tips. We so appreciate you. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Hey, yes, God, okay, God bless all the moms out there. I hope this was a help to you today. Um, we're not saying technology is bad. We just want to give you some help. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. 
We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom in her family. 